Hey y'all, welcome to Carmichael Radio. This is a podcast about Carolina women's basketball. My name is Travis Lund and I am here with Terry Stacker. Hey guys. Anthony Battle. Hey, 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 what's up? And Andrew Cruzera. Good to be here, guys. Uh, Max had to step away for some personal reasons, so he will not be on the pod for the foreseeable future. Um, he's fine. Listener, don't don't worry about that. Um, everything is cool. He just cannot do the pod right now, but he is doing well. And Max, if you're listening, buddy, hi, we love you. Um, all right, so let's get into this. Um, just about as uh, pleasant and encouraging as it's possible for a loss to be. I would say uh, we're getting into the South Carolina game here. Um, if you somehow are listening to this podcast and we're not paying attention, I don't know what you're doing here, but thank you for listening. Uh, Carolina, other good Carolina, blue Carolina, lost to South Carolina in Carmichael 58-65 on Thursday night. It was a tough, close-fought game. Um, the Heels played Really, probably at least their that first half was their best half of the season, I would say by far. I'm just not gonna count the Gardner Webb game because that was that was a completely disoriented team that we were playing that had a whole new roster and new coaching staff. Um, but DK put up 20. Liss had a absolutely vintage list game, 18 points, 12 boards, three dimes, three blocks. Uh Lex had nine, six boards, two assists. Maria, eight points, ten boards, two blocks, and one of the finest defensive performances in the paint I've seen in quite some time. Um, overall, really, really good game for the Heels, despite the L. Um, Maria in particular, and I also want to give some love to Anya Poole coming off the bench and... Even Ali Z in her limited minutes, uh, I think she clocked six. Um, man, they shut Camilla Cardoso down. Down, 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 down. She did not do... I mean, she she cleaned up the boards because she's very, very good at that. But as far as scoring went, it just they, they said, no, no. The, you may do business elsewhere. Within eight feet of the rim, we are closed today. And it was just a great game from them. I thought that was the best thing out of everything that went down on Thursday night. Um, they held her to six points. Now, unfortunately, uh, Tahina Pow Pow um, put up 14 and Chloe Kitts. I, I know she did in my brain. She did not miss a shot in the entire second half. Um, Bree Hall put up 15 for the Gamecocks as well. Um, but, this was the number one undisputed best team in the country. They were averaging 100 points a game and a 50-point scoring margin walking into Carmichael. And um, we held them to 29 in the first half and 65 total. And it certainly was nowhere close to a 50-point differential when the horn sounded. So just about as encouraged as it's possible to be after a loss. And certainly we may drop out of the top 25 uh, come Monday just because they'll now sit at five and three. But man, this was this was probably the best game they've played all year. And if this is what's going to be going on consistently, I'm very encouraged. 
Um, that's enough out of me. I will stop yapping. Uh, Terry, start us off here. What what did you see? What was the best thing you took away from this game? And maybe if you had kind of a one thing you would still like to see some improvement on. Yeah, so first I would just like to say I am I am proud of the way that they played. I mean, they came out and played really well. Obviously, there's no moral victories in basketball. Either you win or you lose. Obviously, we lost, but they played really well. Um, they executed the scout really well, I think, in the first half. Um, proud of the way that Liz played, you know, she was really aggressive and that is the way that we need her to play from here on out. I think if Liz, like she's probably for most of the games, she's going to be the X factor. If she plays like that, we win a lot of games in the ACC. So definitely proud of the way that, you know, she played DK was vintage DK, um, you know, being a leader, um, in the second half we did have some defensive like lapses. I think we didn't execute the scout as well in the second half. And what I mean when I say that is you have to know that Pow Pow is a very good three-point shooter. There's no way we should be going under screens when she has the ball. Uh, so there was a few times we did that and she made us pay for it. So we clean up little things like that. I think possibly it, it could have been... Um, a win for us and just we did go back to our old ways in the second half I think with just one-on-one -on -one play and not moving the ball as well as we could have but other than that a, I think a very solid game um, from us I was proud you know we were hyped I sat beside Anthony at the game we were so hyped in the stands in the midst of a lot of South Carolina fans um, but it was a great atmosphere um, and I hopefully we come out and we play every game with that much intensity. Yeah, for sure. Anthony, what did you do? What were you? I mean, obviously, the 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 vantage point was very similar to Terry's because y'all were sitting right there. But what 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 did you come off feeling? What was your first impression? Um, I know we are a few days out from it now, so maybe you've got some benefit of hindsight on this. But take us take us through how you felt walking out of that place. And then what you're thinking now about how the game went down. So let me um, let me correct you first, Travis. Um, you said um, in the beginning of the podcast, I guess you said the Blue Carolina and the what, what was the other terminology you used for South Carolina? I can't remember. But anyway, um, oh I, no, I'm I'm, I'm, about I, I, I'm sorry. I, I was maybe I flip flop things. I what I was meaning to refer to was was the heels there. Uh, so. If okay, I well, cris if about... I crisscross my wires, that's on me. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. I just wanted to make this statement. Let's talk about the relevant Carolina, the Carolina that has fifty national championships across uh, multiple teams. Um, let's start <laughs> the, the, the real Carolina. <laughs> so, with that being said, let anybody, know. anybody let in Columbia listening, the, the, that was him, right. not any of the rest of. And it's okay. Us. It's okay. The the, the 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 relevant Carolina. Let's let's start there. When when, when somebody say Carolina, we think about. University of Chapel Hill. But anyway, um, man, we played we played a hell of a game. I had tweeted. Um, I had tweeted we 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 just I was so I was so proud of that team. Like I know we, you know, we could we we could say things and you know, just kind of hope that they play well, but they came out, they executed their plans. Um, we had, like I say, we had a few lapses. I tell everybody, two threes, three threes at the most, we win that game. You know, if uh, Paulina three, has she hit her three? And maybe Lexi, Lexi hit another one of her threes. We would be 
in control of this game, we wouldn't really necessarily be having this conversation. But I like what I saw from that team. But it it does brought me kind of the wrong way because it's like, okay, well, why haven't we played like this the other three or four games with the energy, with the um on the defensive side? Well, we've always had pretty good, pretty good solid defense, but it's just like that energy. It's like we knew we stepped it up two or three notches for South Carolina. Like, I need that from this team the rest of the year. Like, Alyssa was vintage Alyssa. The Alyssa we've all grown to love since she came to Chapel Hill her freshman year. Um, Other than that, just just getting in the gym, just improving shooting, um, I'm okay with that loss. You know, I know that sounds cliche, but I'm okay with that loss. You know, if South Carolina, you know, if they they number one and that's the standard and and we right we was right there with them until the what fourth quarter, last couple of minutes or so, I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, just getting in the gym, knocking some shots down. I want Paulina to stop thinking so much about her shot and just shoot. If you're listening, Paulina, you're a great shooter. Just go out there and knock them down. Like, you know, don't think too much about it. Knock them down. You know, you came to Carolina to shoot the rock. You did, you, you did your job last year. Get out your head and just just start back shooting. So that's all I gotta say. <laughs> right on, man. Andrew, sir, we have yet to hear from you. Let it ride, man. What's what'd you see? What'd you feel? What'd you think? Yeah. Um, for a team that's lost three in a row, I mean, this has got to be as upbeat as we'll ever feel. Uh, right. So um coming off the Florida weekend, you know, it's been said here online in the building plenty of other places you know no one was pleased with how florida went um and there was kind of a at least on the outside maybe not in the building but there was sort of an apprehension of okay we got south carolina coming in they're beating everybody by 50 what's what's going on here is this gonna be like a train wreck um and not at all um for one they got off to a really fast start. That's something that we did not see in Florida at all. Um, really, and it really energized the building and, you know, kind of instilled some belief that, okay, we, we might be able to pull this off. Um, Scheme-wise, um, very well-crafted game plan and executed beautifully. Um, they are going under every single ball screen uh, from start to finish. They went under. Um, except for a couple times where they rescreen, but for the most part, they were going under every ball screen. And we are having Maria meeting Cardoso on her roll, if not outside the paint, like maybe one step into the paint, not letting her roll all the way deep into the block to get that positioning, because at that point it's too late. Um little bit of trouble when Maria got into foul trouble and went to the bench just because we don't have a big on the roster that's as physical and has the size and shot blocking ability that uh, Maria does, but even Zelaya and Poole held up. Okay. Um, That's the promising thing. Um, Offensively, they are still not where they need to be, but there were some flashes um, of what the offense can be. Um, And that's promising. Um, the truth of the matter is, then I hate to keep harping on it, but you know, shots are not going in. <laughs> there are times where you get good shots and you know, they just, they're not going in right now. I don't know what's going on. Um, we know now it's at least not the hockey arena, you know, for what that's worth. Um, 
Yeah, but I thought for the most part, the shots they got were okay. They let Alyssa go one-on-one is what South Carolina was trying to do. They're trying to stay on top of Lexi, on top of Deja, on top of K-Mac. That opened up stuff for Alyssa to get in there and go one-on-one, and she played very nicely with that set of circumstances. Um, So there was that, and then had them on the ropes. I mean, it was as good as they could have played. The only thing that sank them in kind of the last two minutes was what I would qualify some pretty poor shot selection and not moving the ball as well as they had been all game. Um, but aside from that stretch late, I mean, the best they've looked all year, I'll be honest, um, you know, outside of Gardner Webb, but uh, you know, it's weird to say that after three straight losses, but again, in some of the games they've lost, they've played better in some of the games that they've won. It's very strange. Um, but Overall, a performance to be proud of. Um, definitely not something to hang your hat on all the time, but uh, definitely something that you can take pride in. And it, it puts you in the mix that we still can beat anyone in the country on on any given night. Um, so take that into the weekend and get ready for Greensboro on Wednesday, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, there was, I thought there were two things that really kind of swung the game. And I don't, I, I want to be very clear. There were several points where it looked like it was going to be who got to the ref first to choke them out between Dawn and CB. Um, like the officiating was not good, but it was kind of not good pretty equally uh, to my eye. But we got two quick whistles on us really early in the third quarter. And that took us, I felt like that took us out of the game for a good chunk of time. Um, it just kind of, it seemed to to shake something loose um, that took a little while to recalibrate. Um, and the other thing, just, what's, I, I think we just, we, we're, we're sort of settled and resigned to the fact that this is not going to be a great shooting team, and particularly from behind the arc. And that, you know, you you work with the pieces that you have and some nights somebody's going to get hot and some more shots will fall. But overall, that that just is what it is. And that's like, that's fine. But what I the the one thing that I looked at and I was like, okay, well, that's that's something we got to we got to figure out how to clean up here. Um, So we went 19 percent behind the arc. Okay, we 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 knew we were not a good three-point shooting team. 90% is fine. South Carolina shot 54, close to 55 from behind the arc. But again, that's part of their bag. It's something that they do pretty well. And so you live with that. It's fine. The problem is the number of shots. South Carolina got that 55% on six of 11 from three. We shot four for 21. If the three-point shooting is going to be as bad as it is, you can't be jacking up 21 of them a game. You just can't. And some of that was South Carolina playing really good defense, and it was like we didn't have a whole lot of choice. It was late in the clock, and we got somebody in a corner, and they just had to let it go because otherwise the ref was going to be patting the top of their head. But that's... 
that is one area where if if those aren't gonna work, then like that's fine. But that those that limitation needs to be addressed and and counteracted for with some other some other antidote. And you know, again, I now I grant you this is pretty tough against a team like South Carolina, but I I still think we could be feeding Maria more in the post. I I think she's she is pretty darn near unstoppable down there one-on-one for all but a few people. And if they send a double, she's a smart enough passer to reset, get it out to somebody else and get another opportunity. Um, but they won the rebounding battle, um, 45 to 39, which was pretty good. Turnovers were about even, which again, a team is good as South Carolina defensively. That's that's fair, but it's the first half especially they were really they were really forcing some actions and forcing South Carolina into some uncharacteristically sloppy mistakes and, and capitalizing on that on the other end, which was really really good to see. Um, if the defense continues to be this disruptive, like like all of us kind of said earlier, you know, there's there's not a team in the country they can't beat if they're going to play like that. Um, I would have been very curious, and I heard Mitchell Northam on the Locked On Women's Basketball podcast said this as well. Um, I would have been very curious to see what would have happened if Maria hadn't picked up that fourth foul when she did and could have stayed out there for a little longer stretches in the middle of the game. I think that's probably a different result if that happens. But overall pretty solid game i i thought and andrew i don't know how it how it came across um on television man carmichael in the in the barn was absolutely bumping it was it was loud loud in there and just a just a tremendous tremendous atmosphere i was i was a little concerned because i have been to games where i've been to road games or neutral games where south carolina was playing before and those fans travel and they are loud so i was I was somewhat concerned that we might get um might get more of that than we would have liked in in Carmichael but the fans showed up and they were loud and awesome and it was a a really 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 great atmosphere. I Terry and Anthony y'all y'all said you were sitting pretty close to to more South Carolina fans how was how was that? <laughs> yeah, I mean that you know, they're passionate fans. I will give them that, but so were we. So it was fun. You know, it, it was fun being amongst them. You know, they were cheering hard. I think they were a little nervous. I think they were a little nervous in the first half. Um, you know, when we were holding our lead, yeah, I, th- I think they were scared. I think they probably thought maybe this was going to be their first L. Um, but, you know, it was fine. You know, it's, it's fun. Um, I would love to maybe see a home and home series with them. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. But it was fun. I enjoyed myself. I don't know about passion. Passionate is the, is the word I would use. Um, maybe rude, but um, that's here or there. <laughs> that's here or there. But anywho, um, I, I don't know. I just, some things I just don't necessarily expect. You know, it's a game we get, you know, somebody's at the free throw line, you hollering, you don't want to make misses. But uh, we had some 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 personal attacks, I should say. And I don't want to say that's the whole South Carolina fan base, but I know those ones behind me, I kind of had to, like, <laughs> look back and, like, we don't do this in Chapel Hill. Like, we don't do this in Chapel Hill. But overall, the environment, man, I, 
I enjoyed myself. Um, like I say, that was that was quiet for the most part until about the third quarter. And then that's when they start, you know, I guess getting um a little more comfortable and in, 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 in the way that the game, I guess, was shaping out, I should say. But other than that, um, it, it, it was crickets until about the third quarter. Yeah. Yeah, that's I that's interesting. And I mean, like, to be clear, there are jerks in every fan base, and yes, including ours. This is something that that I think Carolina fans think that somehow that doesn't happen just if you happen to be wearing blue and white Nargyle. Um there are jerks in every fan base. Um, but I, I have the few times I've been around South Carolina fans, they've been really chill. So that's interesting to me that you just you happen to be sitting close to some people who were not that way. But you know, it's you're... okay. I can, it's okay. We 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 held it down. We got uh, I, we got them together. It's okay though. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, yeah, that was um, that was about all of it on that one. Unless anybody had any any like just burning final thoughts that they needed to to get off their chest on this. Did anybody have something that, that weighing on your heart you need to speak on? I just got to say, my guy Anthony's not taking any liberties with uh, the South Carolina fan base at all. Dropping all the decorum, coming out for blood on this podcast. I'd love to see it. Um, but yeah, as far as the game goes, um, I was really impressed. Like The one thing that I took away was, and it's been a theme all year, but especially in this game, is how good North Carolina is at guarding the basketball one-on-one. Like, their guards held up, and they had to, because Maria wasn't coming off of Cardoso to help at all. Like, they really had to guard their yard and contain the ball really by themselves. Um, I think they might be... I said that they're, they're the best team I've watched so far this year at doing it. Uh, I thought Duke was probably the best at it last year. Um but McPherson and Paris and Deja uh, and Lexi, of course, like all world-class and Alyssa in the post, they're just world-class at defending their person one-on-one and not allowing penetration to get to the rim and put Carolina in backside rotation. Uh, that is extremely valuable. Um, yeah. So that's, that's probably the main takeaway I had was just how good they are at that. And that's something that you can hang your hat on on the defensive side going forward. But that's all I had on Carolina. I will. Yeah. I, I, Andrew, I, th- I think you and I had a brief Twitter exchange about this. Um, maybe a couple of, couple of games back here, but that's, it pains me. It pains me in my very soul to say this, but this team does, this team does feel like last year's Duke team in that respect, in the, like if if you if you attempt to run high flying high scoring stuff on us that's not going to happen we are going to drag you into a rock fight and a lot of the time we've got bigger rocks <laughs> and you know that's there are some games when we're going to need i it feels like we're one genuine shooter short or one genuine offensive threat short and yes Maybe I agree. Maybe that emerges later on, but it 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 is it is comforting to know that no matter how good somebody is offensively coming in, playing us, 
they're not going to have a pleasant day. I mean, yeah, yeah. you the way they played Gulf Coast and how good their offense is. K-State's offense has been pretty good. Um, and South Carolina is putting 100 on people. And they had 26 in the first half. Not like, this game, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's exactly what I had told some of the fans. I was like, um, well, y'all got the dub, but you guys, y'all remember this one. This is going to be the one that make y'all scratch out here. Little old, South, little old North Carolina. You know, we don't have history in North Carolina. We've done nothing. You know, I guess history starts the last seven years. But um, anyway, I digress. Um, but yeah, they knew we was there. We were there. We were there. <laughs> well, at least some of this. Yeah. Listen, some of those South Carolina fans should have should have remembered that this is a team you don't want to mess with because outside of that weird, fluky SEC title game in 2018 when Kentucky beat them. We played them as tough as anybody. That sweet, that sweet 16 game with us was the toughest fight they got that entire season. Like, they should, they should have known what they were in for. But it's on them if they were, were going to walk in arrogant. Yeah, I don't have too much to say. I do want to say this. Um, I, I, I do believe in being passionate about, you know, our ladies and whatnot. And, um, you know, I know it was a little something going on you know, where a DK name had kind of got thrown in some stuff. But um, I do want to say, you know, we're going to protect our queen just as anybody else, you know, star player on their team try to protect those. So I just want, you know, everybody to know that that's our queen, you know, and, you know, she's been the forefront of just getting us back to the uh, national platform or the national scenery. So, you know, we got DK back, put it like that. Yeah, I did see, I there were, and the... This is a contingent of South Carolina fans who do. I think I'm all for riding or dying with your team. When you attack somebody else on the other team for no reason, I there were some people, and it was when DK went down, and I was 20 feet from where that happened, and she was shook. And I know she was shook because the first time she went back to the free throw stripe after she came back from the locker room, she was still squinting and blinking her eyes like trying to clear the cobwebs out of her head. She was not right. And there were some South Carolina fans on Twitter saying, oh, she's not hurt. She's just embarrassed that Cardoso blocked her that bad. That's why she's lying there. And, okay, first of all, can we just not, let's, these are these are kids. Can Can we not joke or make accusations about injuries? I don't care whose jersey they're wearing. Let's just not do that. And second, Anthony, like you said, don't do not do not come at the queen. Do not come at DK no, no, and no, expect no. us to sit there. And then another thing, last point, don't don't condone violence, but then when an article is written about your team, it's an issue. Don't you can't portray one way and then the next way you want it to be, oh well, you know, we're not this, we're not this and we're not that, but yet I've seen a lot of condoning violence on Twitter. Um, oh, we from so, 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 like, who cares? Like, we all here to play ball. Don't nobody care about that. If we want to play, if we wanted to be in a boxing match, we, there'll be boxers. So let's, let's be clear. I don't condone violence. I don't do this at the third, but don't try to condone it. And I'm talking to some of those South Carolina fans. Don't try to condone this and that. And then you mad when an article or somebody picks up or, or sees what you guys are saying and they write about it. Like, make it make sense. 
And if there's any questions, um, my Twitter account is whatever it is. So follow me. Have a conversation. <laughs> I want to shake the table, Travis. What's wrong? Let's shake the table. Because I don't want nobody to feel like nobody is no walkover. Did we see AP? How, uh, Anya Poole took it old school. No, we're not doing this out here. We're not doing this out here. She she reminded me of a, a southern grandmother. Like, uh-uh, we're not doing this. Let's play ball. So that's all I got to say. I would have... the table. It would have... I, I would have... I would have been very interested to see what would have happened had they tried that with Janelle Bailey. <laughs> we don't even have or to go Destiny back to Adams. Janelle Bailey. Yeah, <laughs> Destiny Adams. Destiny been, Adams. Destiny Adams. Destiny, you're doing your thing at Rutgers. Keep doing your thing. We miss you in Chapel Hill. Um, but had Destiny Adams been on the court? <laughs> oh, uh-uh. That's, it's, it's over. It's over. Like, no, I just over. like to... I just, I just want to blind CC your... Uh, your comments uh, vis-a-vis condoning violence and getting head up when someone turns that spotlight on you and uh, right. send that from... Uh, we, uh, I'd like to take that blind carbon copy it from Columbia and send that down to uh, Basketball Operations Office CC Baton Rouge. Uh, <laughs> Bingo. Because they... Although, Jesus, man. I... <sighs> I don't, and it's not that it's not the players. I we we don't have to get into the Kim Mulkey conversation right now, but man, they they put a hurt on Vatek. That was that was a that was a pretty brutal game to watch. Um, we'll get to that in when we hit around the league later on, though. Um, it just sprang to mind because we were talking about them. All right, so that was the South Carolina game. Um, and certainly, it looks like we're on the upswing here, and we do have a game to sort of lock in and really get right. Uh, that is what we will be talking about next Wednesday at 7 p.m. in Carmichael, UNC Greensboro coming in one game to the, listen, we, we better go ahead and put a real solid dub up in this one. Um, just to, just to kind of really get the shake the last of the, the Florida cobwebs out of our system and, and get right. Cause the game after that, which we're going to, we'll talk about shortly is a different story altogether. But, uh, the Spartans come into town. Uh, Trina Patterson, in her eighth year as their head coach, um, had kind of a fun uh, coaching career here. Uh, was previously at Old Dominion, at Albany, and some smaller schools, uh, Maryland Eastern Shore. She was at Bill and Mary for a little while. Um, was an assistant on Tara's staff out in Palo Alto from 2012 to 2014, so certainly knows a thing or two about coaching ball and how that is done at the highest possible level. Uh, they are six and two, uh, one and two on the road have played a common opponent to us in Gardner Webb. They did win that game 64 47. So not quite the hurting we put on Gardner Webb, but that's a pretty solid margin of victory. Um, they took an L to app state in Boone to open the season and put up. I, what I think is a pretty, they went to Blacksburg and lost 51 to 72 to Virginia tech which I would say for a program of UNCG's standing and caliber is a pretty, pretty decent, respectable fight to have put down with Kenny Brooks's team up there. Um, so there, we should win comfortably. I hope we're not totally sleepwalking. They do have a couple of players we need to keep our eye on. 
Junior guard Jade Gamble is averaging 11.8 with 2.5 dimes, 2.8 rebounds, uh, shooting close to 40% from behind the arc, um, and has 25 steals this year. She is their lockdown perimeter defense in that way. Uh, They do have a grad guard also, Ayana Kalfani. Also averaging 11.8 points per game, uh, 3.2 assists, 7.5 boards. Um, And then they've got a sort of wing, our our version of Liss, if you will. Uh, She's a junior named Isis Grady. She's averaging nine points, four boards, and is shooting... At 40, like 42 from the floor, so that's, you know, fine, whatever, but but close to 39 from three and 80 at the stripe. So that's, A, someone we don't want to foul late if we need to, which, again, I hope we should we should not be in a situation where that's a concern, but that would be someone to keep your eyes on. Um, I am honestly, I feel like the, the sort of, tinkering with lineups and all that stuff is it it needs to be over by this point and i am i am hoping that the starting five that we saw on thursday is the starting five going forward and knock on wood because god knows we've had plenty of problems with this already barring injury so i'm hoping that comes up is there a you know again like that with the defense the way it is they should be fine on that end. What do we, I, I would really like to see an Anthony. I think you touched on this a little bit earlier, but my one thing that I would, if I had a little wish list for this game, it would just be when you get brought in off the bench, I would really like to watch P just absolutely cook. I think, you know, early on in the year, and I understand that there was some lineup jiggering around that had to happen by necessity and stuff like that. But I thought she was the, the absolute quintessential perfect player running that second unit. And I, I would just like to see her come in, put up, you know, 12, eight dimes, play some solid defense and just really, really display what, what she really, it's fallen off a little bit, not too much, but those first couple of games of the year, I was like, oh my God, if this is what we're getting from her all year, this is, this is outstanding. So that's my biggest thing that I would love to see, um, on Wednesday night. Anybody else got a, got a particular thing that we, would like to see just sort of as a as a team we should we should be able to look at one specific thing and wish for it because overall this should not be in doubt um i think coming off of three straight losses there's no way that we come out and we play like we did in florida i think that we'll get off to a fast start no disrespect to UNC Greensboro, but I feel like we should beat them very handily. I mean, them, I mean, we've lost three straight games, right? So I'm sure the players, the coaches, the fans were all ready for them to get back to the winning side. Um, I would like to see us play a complete 40-minute game. Like I said, with the South Carolina game, we played like the part almost the perfect game in the first half and then the second half we went back to those old ways you know I did say in our earlier podcast that sometimes I think we play very selfish and maybe selfish isn't the word but I think we need to focus on the three W's and I think this is something that Debbie Antonelli say all the time you have to know who to get the ball to when to get the ball 
um, to them and where to get the ball to them. I think we struggle with that sometimes, especially in late shot clock situations. And I love Zelaya. She's probably a very nice girl, but in no situation should our guards ever give her the ball with two seconds left on the shot clock and then she throws up a three. That's just not good offense. And that's not going to be the success for us winning a lot of games. Um, so we, I, I think our guards need to focus on the three W's. Um, we know that we get that down. We play a complete team game for 40 minutes. We win a lot of games. So hopefully we we see that coming out against UNC Greensboro. Yeah, I just would like to see a fast start. I would like to see, um, I guess, just defense from one end to another, a lot of traps. Um, and just let the offense flow. Like, you know, just just get back to that point. You know, even if we're going to take a three and let's just say we, we, we go three for 15, you know, at least let it be an uncontested three. Like, you know, a flowing, flowing, flowing game, whether uh, that's Maria kicking it out, then you got an open three or – you know, Alyssa, she's kicking it back out for for a person to shoot the open three. I just want to see it flow. I just want to see the offense flow. I think this game is, you know, I'm not too, too much worried about our defense. Um, I think we we play great defense. Um, of course, there's always room for improvement on that end. But um, I just want our offense to start flowing a little better because, you know, granted, you know, UConn has issues or going through situations with, um, you know, they got, in a way, the same situation we got going through with injuries, people in the starting lineup, out of the starting lineup. So, but I do know, you know, for the most part on offense, their offense kind of flows. I think their issue has kind of been on a defensive end from, you know, games I've watched. But I know on offense, they 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 flow. They flow. So that's that's my biggest thing. Just getting out to a fast start and um defending. Yeah, just defending. Um, I want to see a lot of traps. Um and yeah, just just coming out with the dub, getting you know, like I say, Paulina getting back into the groove of things, you know, getting her confidence, which I don't, I, I would hope it's not confidence. I, I hope it's not a nagging in, injury or confidence, but I just, you know, just hope it's just kind of been just a little bad stretch, and you know, we can get the, that that dust off once she comes out on what is it Wednesday. So yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, um, so. There's a lot of things I'm looking for, um, both on the offensive and defensive end, and just some like straight up people have got to play better. Um, obviously, I'd like to see Paulina come off the bench. And one, I mean, she's got to get extended minutes. Her minutes have not even just like gradually fallen off, they've fallen off of a cliff. Granted, I think in uh, the Gulf Coast and South Carolina game, they've started to creep back up a bit. Um, so I would like to see that. I think when you put her in ball screens, she's shown that she can make good decisions and she has that threat of an outside shot so people can't go under on her. Um, still need to make them. Um, so there's that element of it. I think we're going to be back to where Maria is going to have a massive size advantage um, over anyone on Greensboro's roster. Uh, so I would look to get the ball into her as often as possible. Um, as far as the rest of the offense, um, you know, if, if people are going to play like South Carolina played, um, and where they're basically just going to dare Alyssa to score one-on-one, -on -one, 
at the high post. Um, I think she can do it. It's not going to be consistent all of the time. Um, but it is something that she does have in her bag. Uh, and that's something that she can get to. So I don't know if they're going to guard that way. They actually think they might go to a little bit of zone. Um, so we'll see. We haven't seen a ton of zone from any opponents this year. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, if they do end up playing zone, but, um, as far as like, maybe aside from just shooting better, you know, that's what everyone wants, right? Um, what do you do in these lineups where if Courtney does decide to go double big, she went with Anya and Maria at one point. Um, and if you are going to stick Alyssa out there at the four, are we letting her shoot it from three? Now, that's a philosophical question that I don't know the answer to. She has shown us to this point that she is not willing to do it. Regardless of how much effort and whatever work she put in in the offseason, I think she's only taken five or six and hasn't hit one yet. There have been more than five or six opportunities, I promise. Um, there's there's that element of, of it. And then Kayla McPherson needs to play better. I'm sorry. Like, it's there's no way around it at this point. She hasn't shown that she's an outside threat at this point. And there have been times where the decision-making for me needs to get better, especially as a main distributor. I have my okay. own hot take it point guard that we're not going to get into in this podcast. Um, but that is that is something that if we are if we are in agreement that K Mac is the starting point guard right now and we're having Deja off the ball. For me, I need to see that speed. If that needs to if she needs to go 80% and make better decisions, do that. <laughs> um for me, seeing her go 100% and having some passes, even if they're on time, they're sloppy. Um, and then other times the decision-making for me has just been a little bit baffling. Um, if we are in agreement, and I'm not saying that we need a change in the lineup, but what I am saying is that we need to figure some stuff out as far as like, where are Kayla's most comfortable spots? What does she like on the floor? you know, where is she most comfortable? Um, so that's not just for this upcoming game, but I think going forward in the season, that's something that I would like to see an improvement on within the offense. Yeah, fair enough. And it did, I'm sorry to keep backsliding this here. We will get to UConn, I swear. But right quick, we were talking about consistent minutes. Has anybody, because I looked and looked and looked and did not see it, um, does anybody know what's up with Indian Navarre? There was a brace on her ankle at the South Carolina game that I don't think we had seen before, but like, I'm just going to give you her minute totals, uh, going through the season so far. Gardner Webb, 23, Davidson, 14, Hampton, 19, Elon, 22, Vermont, 20, K-State, 17, Gulf Coast, 21, South Carolina, 2. Was this a matchup thing or is she hurt? 
Well, I don't want to speculate about injuries. Um, I think in the South Carolina game, it was a it was a defensive issue. Um, I know Anthony and I, when she got in, because we were like, where's India, right? She gets in the game. I think she like loses her man. Something happens on the defensive end. They take her right out. And uh, one of the assistant coaches kind of chewed her out. And we looked at each other and we were like, okay, yeah, that's why she doesn't get any playing time or at least not in the South Carolina game. Um, so I think it was like a defensive thing, which I think is also the same issue with Paulina. Um, defense. You have to play well on both sides of the ball, but I think defensive is where, I mean, her shot hasn't been falling, but sometimes I think on the defensive end, she does look a little lost as well. So then she gets put back on the bench. So I think it's just a defensive thing with them too. And then it's it's one of those things where if you're shooting the ball well or, you you know, your, your offensive form, you know, we can kind of look over certain things, but it's like, mm-hmm. okay, it's it's not even – you're not even provided on the offensive end either. You know, you, you're turning the ball over and then you're not even really playing great defense or good defense. And it's like, okay, well, you at this point, it, you're more of a liability than, you know, you're out there producing. So I think that's what it is with her case. Um, I didn't take notice of the Braves. Granted, we're, we're, we're not that close down. You know, like you, Travis. We don't. We don't get the. We don't get the on the floor seats. You know. <laughs> whoa now, whoa now. I'm not Jack Nicholson in the Lakers game here, man. <laughs> so I, I really didn't take notice of the brace, but um, that'll be something to look forward to on Wednesday because if I'm coached, those one uh the the players that has those nagging injuries like AP Anya. Or, you know, in her case, um, I think she does have, like, a nagging injury from what I had heard from, like, interviews, and she's just coming back. I don't even really use her on Wednesday. I hope I don't really, you know, uh, uh, necessarily need her, but um, I I don't play her. I give her this week off to just, you know, be ready to go for UConn. Um, But, hey, I'm not a coach. I'm just a fan with an opinion. Yeah, I and man, I hope wherever DK is right now, it's it's a nice, cool, dark room with little to no noise, and she's just resting. Cause that it takes it it takes being hit by a bus to get her or Liss out of a game voluntarily when it's that close. And she was she was shook, man. Like that was so. I just. I I hope she's okay because I know I know nobody was going to tell her you can't go back in. I mean, they carried her off the floor in the Ohio State game last year, and she came back out of the locker room. I do not know how, and just started throwing herself at the rack on one good leg, basically. Like so, she she wants to play through everything, but man, I hope she's resting up because that 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 was a bad 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 fall. And I just, I hope she's okay. I hope we're resting everybody up. And yeah, if if there's folks that we can get some blow and, and just let them get some rest in the Greensboro game before they head up to Connecticut, that'd be best for everybody. Which, okay, we're finally getting there, listener. We apologize for all the various digressions. Uh, that's just how we do things around here. Uh, so Sunday, 5 p.m. on ESPN in Uncasville, Connecticut, 
we are playing a team you may have heard of, the Yukon Huskies. Uh, Uncasville, not strictly speaking a home game. They're not in Gamble Pavilion, but it might as well be. They they play a few games up there a year. It's pretty much it's their home floor, more or less. Um, so, uh, speaking of injuries, it's, it is very difficult for me to feel bad in any way for a team that has consistently racked up that many national championships. But I really do at this point, like I, I do feel a little bad for UConn just, just specifically from an injury viewpoint. They, they have had a rough couple of seasons with that. And I just, I hated seeing AZ go down like that. Cause I, I've always loved her game. She's a great player. And from every interview I've ever seen, just a really, really fantastic kids so that 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 just sucks man um i don't think page is quite back up to page speed but she's still averaging 20 and 5 so not too bad Aliyah edwards is holding down the post for him pretty well um arbor griffin playing strong nika mull is playing strong and man i know just because UConn has kind of had a choppy season so far and South Carolina has been this dominant. I know everybody's talking about my full Wiley, but good God for true freshman KK Arnold is hooping. She is really, really, really playing well for them. Um, so that'll be, it's certainly not going to be a walk in the park. Um, they have had kind of a choppy season. They're four and two on the year. Uh, I'm sure everybody watched what happened to them in Raleigh, uh, 81-92, lost to State, and frankly, that it, the, it was not as close as the final score, and lost to UCLA, which, again, Corey Close has an elite squad out there, so I don't particularly see any problems with that, although that was a double-digit loss. Um, absolutely destroyed Maryland earlier this year, and that... That would look better in a lot of other seasons, but I'm not sure there's not some wheels falling off uh, up in College Park. Brenda's Brenda's team is is kind of having a rough go of it here this year, um, and for the past couple of years with transfers in the portal, it's uh, that's a situation I think to keep an eye on um, as far as a possible coaching change. Maybe um, let's see here. Uh, UConn beat a beat what I thought is a pretty solid Kansas team so far this year. Um, absolutely clobbered Minnesota in the barn in Minneapolis, which, uh, you know, that's, that's not, that's not shabby, especially in the road, especially in that gym. I've been in that place. It is a, it is a loud, loud, loud atmosphere to watch a game. Uh, great fans in that place. Um, they are playing number 10, Texas tomorrow which is definitely something to keep an eye on. I would bet money that game is in Austin. And I really, I thought that was one of the better hires I've seen recently was when Texas pulled Vic Schaefer out of Starkville. Um, so that's, that's, uh, that's going to be an interesting game. And then after that, uh, kind of same as us here, they have one uh, get right game on Wednesday against Ball State. Um, that's at home for them. So that should be, they should be fine there. And then we've got them on Sunday. Um, so this will be a tough test. Obviously not having AZ does cripple their depth and limit their rotations a little bit. Um, which is good. Cause as we've just said, we're, we're dealing with some injuries ourselves here. Um, as far as matchups go, I'm very, very curious to see 
if we put Lex on page or if we let DK try and stick her one-on-one and use Lex more as a just her lateral speed and stuff might be better as as a sort of rover um, to try and shut down some things or get in some passing lanes and stuff. So I'm kind of interested to see how that plays out. Um, I'm very, very, very excited to watch Aaliyah Edwards and Maria Gokdang just go at it in the post. Um, that's going to be... And we we kind of saw a preview of that with Cardozo, but Aaliyah is a little bit, a little bit more of a physical player, um, I think. So that's going to be interesting to see. Um, should be should be a heck of a game. And that if they can, if they can pull off a victory up there in front of what's basically going to be a home crowd, that will go a long way towards us feeling good as we were, I mean, we're around in the corner conference play is not that far off now. So would be an excellent dub. And I think they're more than capable. They certainly should, you know, I'm not sure any of us would have felt this way eight days ago, but right now I, I don't see a real tangible reason why they can't or shouldn't beat this Huskies team, especially as sort of staggered and, and, and disjointed as they appear to have been early on this season. So um, where are we at with this? Uh, Terry, kick us off here. Where, what are you thinking about this one? Yeah, I think we can beat UConn. I've watched them play several times this year and they're not, don't get me wrong. They're still a good UConn team, but they're not one of the UConn teams that we've seen in the past, you know, when they've had the Maya Moors and players like that. So I definitely think we can beat them. Obviously, we're not going to have home court advantage, but I think we can beat them. Now, I don't want to see DK on page. I would much rather see Lexi on page, uh, being that she is a very good defender. So I, if we come out and we play like we did against South Carolina, I think we can get a, a dub. Now, and also, let me add, Maria, baby, we she got to stay out of foul trouble. We need her on the floor. So that, that'll that be another big thing. If she gets in foul trouble, we could be in some trouble. But, you know, if she's able to stay on the floor, not foul out, I think we can win. Right on. Um, so, and, oh, I apologize, Anthony. Let it ride, man. Go ahead. Oh, no. You good, buddy. Um, So the standard... Um, we're talking about UConn, the standard, right? So they're still UConn. They still have Gino. Granted, some of their players are out or whatnot, but um, Gino is a mastermind. So, and then, like you say, you add their home crowd. I can only imagine how this this thing could go either way. Um, I am interested in seeing the post matchup. Um, Aaliyah versus Maria. That's gonna be. That's going to be something to look out for. And also, I would love to see Lex on page. Because um, they're, they're about the same height. That's six feet, six one. They're both about the same size and height-wise. So um, I'm curious to see that. I'm curious to see that. I'm curious to see us in that type of environment. Because have we been? Have we had a, a road game yet? Well, we, we really haven't had a road game in a hostile environment. So that's another key factor that I think is going to be something to look out for as well. Just being in a hostile environment on the road. Um, UConn, they, they pack house and they travel well. So um, 
I'm, I'm interested to see that. But, um, ugh, yeah, I can't count the standard out too much. Uh, granted, I want us to win, and I, I'm pretty sure we got the skill to win, but um, it's still the standard. Like, you know, I, I, UConn, I still get nightmares that time they came to Carolina the last time they played us. You know, I was in high school then. <laughs> but that, I've ne- I'll never forget that game. I would never forget that game. So um, I'm always a little cautious if Geno is somewhere on the, on the team. So, yeah. Andrew, what are you what what are you thinking heading into this one? Um, yeah, uh, you're gonna need you're gonna need to play as good as you've been playing defensively for sure. Uh, the big one for me is who do you have guard Paige? And I, I do think it I do think it'll be Lexi. Um, and then not who will guard Aaliyah Edwards, but how will you guard Aaliyah Edwards? Are you gonna double the post so far this year against good post players carolina has decided not to um they've been happy with letting maria go one-on-one for the most part um you know is it going to be a similar game plan to where you're physical early like they were with cardoso i think you could i don't think it's the worst idea ever the only difference between edwards and cardoso is edwards is a lot more skilled as a scorer in space and has a little bit more range outside of five feet um, to where you might have to contend with that a little bit. Um, So there might be some give and take there. Um, Someone on the bench has got to have a great game. Zero bench points against South Carolina. None at all. Um, So that's got to be, you got to get some production from your bench. Um, That's got to be, paramount um and it'll be interesting to see how they do handle that first kind of we'll we'll, we'll call it a road game we'll, we'll call it that first like ruckus environment um being on the other side of that um this year um but yeah i mean it'll be interesting I, i'll be interested to see how they guard page in the ball screen if they're gonna hedge or switch or you know if they dare go under i doubt it um so yeah all those things you know it's you know UConn is a Princeton team they like a lot of back doors they like to get some split cuts on the other side and try and kind of take Maria out of the paint a little bit so expect to see that um I think given that how they like to play on offense I think it's a really good opportunity for Alyssa to have a really big game um And then offensively, you're going to have to – I don't think this is one of those games where you're going to be able to throw it into Maria like 20 times. I just don't. Uh, I think they're too disciplined defensively. They're they're too quick, um, and Aaliyah's a wall down there. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't find scoring opportunities for Maria. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that, like, you're not going to be able to, like, throw it up to Alyssa and then have her throw it in a straight line like they have been doing. Um, and then expect to like have her bully Aaliyah Edwards. I just don't think that's a thing. Um, so that'll be interesting. And so what I, what I'm getting at is they're going to have to find new ways to score the basketball than how they have been. Um, kind of nervous for that. Um, but 
who knows? Maybe this is the game where the shooting picks up. I mean, I'm waiting for it. I feel like we all are. Um, because you can't have a team full of guards, and I feel like we are pretty guard heavy, and none of them can make an outside shot. It's it's a recipe for disaster. Um, but you play like we have been defensively, they're gonna they're gonna have themselves a chance. Yeah, for sure. And we'll just, you know, we'll see what happens. And it may, I, I, I'm going to be paying very close attention to this matchup they have with Texas tomorrow to really kind of try and get a bead on them. Because I've, I've caught, some, you know, I caught most of the state game, but I just want to really dial in on that and, and see what they're doing in some more detail. So we'll see what shakes loose with that. Um as far as a real quick wrap up here, let's just go around the rest of what happened in the ACC SEC challenge this week. Uh, the ACC overall had a pretty, pretty good showing, but there were also some very interesting results that went the other way. Uh, Notre Dame went to Rocky Top, took out the Vols. Um, man, I, for all of the very justified concern about what was going to happen with Olivia Miles out, um, Hannah Hidalgo has been just an absolute revelation for the Irish. She has been really, really good, and they are they are looking extremely tough, as always. Um, and, you know, Neil Ivey just keeps it rolling. Um, Terry, I know we talked about this on... That might have been the first podcast we ever did, but not entirely sure what how long Kelly Harper may remain in Rocky Top if they have another... Uh, another season where they're not as solid as their fans grew accustomed to under Pat. Um, Vandy Vandy went to Raleigh and played NC State about as tough as I've seen anybody play NC State this year, including UConn. So I tip of the cap to the doors on that. I mean, they, they lost, but they played a very, very strong game. That was very impressive. Uh, Miami's still unranked, but probably not for too long. Um, Katie Meyer always has good teams. They went into Stark Vegas, beat Missy State. Uh, shout out Klanga. Y'all got worked a little bit. And that was uh yeah, Miami's gonna be gonna be solid by the time we have to see them. So that'll be another another big eight. Man, this conference is shaping up to be really interesting this year. Uh Louisville goes to Oxford and beats Old Miss. Um I'm still not entirely sure what to make of the cards yet this year. I, they're just kind of, I can't tell if Jeff Waltz has got this thing figured out or whether he's going to. Um, sometimes they look fantastic. Sometimes they're real, real janky. So we'll see how that shakes out as the year goes on. Um, man, unranked Arkansas. Woo. Brooke Wyckoff got a wake up. Uh, the Knowles, that game should not have gone that way. That was that was not a good look for Florida State. So we'll see what happens there. And then um, Virginia Tech, mm, maybe as good as Georgia Amor and Liz Kelly are, maybe missing some pieces that left a little more than we were anticipating because they've looked real good, except when they're playing top flight competition this year. And then not so much. Um, they got they got trucked in Baton Rouge by LSU. I mean, that was 
that was a brutal game after about the first quarter to watch. So did anybody have any thoughts on any of those games as far as just, you know, I was kind of trying to keep an eye on it to, to get a, get a little more of a vibe lock in here. Um, as we barrel towards conference play, did y'all, did y'all catch any of that, those and, and have anything you wanted to say about observations or just general thoughts? I actually did not catch a lot of those games, but I was not expecting Arkansas to beat Florida State. I was a little shocked by that score. Um, I will say that Vandy, they're probably going to, like, they're sneaky good. Like, Shay Ralph is slowly rebuilding that program. You know, obviously, she's, she was a good player um, at UConn, but she's slowly rebuilding that program. So they might surprise a few people. Um, but you know what? The ACC SEC challenge, it was a tie, seven and seven. Um, you know, so we'll see how it goes next year. No wonder, look, no wonder why we ain't heard too much about the challenge on Twitter. It was a tie, that's why. Because I was, <laughs> I, I was, well, X, I should say, I was wondering, I was like, who won? I'm like, now, the SEC won, we, we would, like, it would be all over social media. So clearly it must have been a tie or something. <laughs> um, I'm curious. Look, uh, the team that I'm looking forward to, and I know they're the un- they're un- underdog right now, but Virginia, um, Mox is building a great program there. Like Virginia, they they look really good. Like I say, you know, you know, they took LSU to the wire a week ago, and um, I caught their game, and I'm just like, they play so. I don't know, but she's putting her she's putting her her hands all on that program, and. It, you know, she's she's going to have a powerhouse pretty soon. She's going to have a po- powerhouse pretty soon. That's one of the teams that I got circled, even when they come to playing, to, playing us. It's like, I don't know, because Virginia, the last the last year or last couple of years, have gave us a fit. So I'm curious to see um, just how they look. But other than that, yeah, I was a little disappointed in Florida State. I think I might go back home and rewatch that game just to see what went wrong. Because I'm like, no way we, you know, they was getting blown out. I think one of the times Terry and I had looked at the game or looked at the score rather while we were sitting in um, Carmichael. And we, I was like, it's this, I kept looking at her like, is the score right? Like, did they, did they, did they mix up the score? So I'm curious to know what went wrong for Florida State that particular night. But um, other than that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm for the SEC. I mean, for the ACC. No, no, no. Let, let Scratch that. Please scratch that because they will eat me up. But I am for the SACC. <laughs> I am for the ACC. <laughs> He's a spy. Get him out of here. <laughs> so yeah, so um, I, I, I'm content. Granted, I still feel like it would. It was a couple of teams that probably should have prevailed. I, Carolina and probably Florida State. To, you know, make take take it take it from them. Just let them know who has the best coast, which I think we all know. Well, we got both coasts starting next year. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm just, I'm just a- saying. <laughs> oh, uh, break, breaking, uh, breaking, breaking, breaking. Uh, on the men's side, just took out Florida State 78-70. All right, fellas. Yes, sir. I forgot we played. All right, fellas. So, as a, I think Hebert's, Hebert's getting them, getting them right too. So. Gonna be gonna be a real, real, real fun year here, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with UConn. We'll see what happens heading towards conference play here. Um, I'm putting together a little mini thing I'm gonna drop later this week. Um, 
just kind of a time machine thing. There's a there's a really fun story that I'm fascinated with about a an almost uh, with UNC and UConn. So I'm gonna get that out a little bit later on this week. And I'm sorry, wait, this just occurred. Anthony, back up. Did you say you were in high school last time UNC and UConn played? Yeah, because wasn't it like 2008? It was 2012. It was 2012? No, when they came to Carmichael and they beat us bad. I'm almost positive it was 2012. Hang on. Italy, Lucas. The Graffin Reed, I think that was on that team. Hang on, let me find this here. Yes, no, I am aware that the game is happening on December 10th this year. Thank you, Internet. That's not what I'm looking for. Uh, 10th annual, blah, 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 blah. Last time they played was 2012. Last time in Carmichael was 2008. Yeah, that sounds right. Because I was about to say, I think I I, I remember being like a senior and um, my parents was like a little nervous for me driving. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, um, no, they, they played in 2012, but that was in stores. You were, yeah, oh, okay. last time they were in Carmichael was 08. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you were in high school in 2000. I'm so old. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, so we will go ahead and get on out of here for the time being. Uh, we will be back uh, time undetermined uh, at this juncture, but certainly we will have recaps of, hopefully there's not much to recap uh, in the Greensboro game, and hopefully we're recapping some extremely happy news after Sunday. Um, but in the meanwhile, signing off for Carmichael Radio, I am Travis Lund. And for Anthony Battle, let's call this episode Shaking the Table and Standing on Business. Go Heels! <laughs> for Miss Terry Stacker. As always, until next time, go Heels. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And Andrew Kujera. See you guys. Go Heels. All right, y'all. Go Heels. Be well out there. Yeah.